0: The Radio Essentials Podcast. A podcast about
1: radio. With your host, James Marriott.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us. This is the November 2021 episode of the Radio Essentials Podcast. I'm James. I honestly have no idea where this year is going. December next month. I don't know if that... Does that mean I've got to try and find a guest, a presenter who does like a really good impression of Santa... I don't know. I think all radio presenters do impressions of Santa's. That should be fine. Um, If this is your first episode as a listener, welcome along. This is how it works. Every month, we'll meet someone from the big wide world of the wireless to talk about their career, about how the industry is changing and developing, and what they think the future might have in store. Plus, of course... It wouldn't be a radio podcast if we didn't play a couple of silly, cheesy games as well. Now, Radio Essentials is all about providing content and services for radio people. Please check out radioessentials.com. This month's guest then, and a warm welcome to Dave Cooper from Gadio. Hi, Dave. Hi, how's it going, James? It's uh, <laughs> it's going well. It's good to have you uh, with us. Now, um, Dave hosts the new breakfast show on Gadio, which launched recently and um you know when we say recently i mean we literally the last it's the last couple of weeks isn't it so it is literally just launched
1: that's right yeah we've been on air for just coming up to a couple of weeks now it's your breakfast with paris and dave we're just having a super time it's absolutely fun it's been jam-packed as well (laughs) brilliant i've
0: got i've got lots of questions about the the show there's lots i want to find out about the station as well because i think Gadio is a fabulous radio station that so many people just don't either know about or maybe don't fully understand, Um, so it's going to be brilliant to chat about that. Um, I want to talk to you about your career as well, but... Before we do any of that, we like to start the show with a quick icebreaker and that icebreaker is of course the classic Radio Breakfast Show game of celebrity birthdays. So this is how it works. Celebrities who have their birthday in November, you have to guess whether their age is higher or lower, older or younger than the last celebrity. So we're going right. to start with Leonardo DiCaprio. His birthday is the 11th of November mm-hmm. and he be well how old do you think he might be
1: i'm gonna go for somewhere in his 40s so like maybe mid mid 40s maybe early 40s actually because i'm gonna i'm just trying to think about how old i am all right i'm gonna say early 40s 42 you're going 42. Maybe it's you, wishful thinking on my part. The, the,
0: there is, you don't actually get a point for whether you get this one right or not, so it doesn't matter. But um, he's actually a bit older than that. 47, um, oh, right, Leo definitely. DiCaprio will be, on the 11th of November. So we're on 47. That's where we're starting. And next you have... <laughs> charlene Spiteri, lead singer of texas her (sighs) birthday is the 7th of november but Mm. how old will she be do you think it's higher or lower
1: than 47 i'm gonna go older james i hope i'm right yeah
0: okay you you're fairly definite about that there was no thinking involved you were straight in
1: i'm just gonna go with it i'm just gonna go with my gut because my problem is overthinking you see so i'm gonna go with my instinct your
0: instincts are right. She will yes. be 54, so quite a bit higher, actually. So mm. we're on 54, and now we're going to RuPaul
1: Charles. Oh, I know this one.
0: Host host, <laughs> host of uh, Drag Race, of course. Um, 17th of November, but higher or lower than 54. I should have joked, really, because I'd never heard of her, but I
1: can't <laughs> get away with it with the radio station I'm on. Uh, I am going to say older again. Yeah. Absolutely right.
0: (laughs) 61, RuPaul, will be on the 17th of November. Um, And then uh, next we are going for John Barnes, former Liverpool and England footballer. His birthday is the 7th of November. So we're on 61. Are you going higher or lower than 61? Does he do like commentating and that now or
1: something? I've heard that yeah, name.
0: He pops up on the TV every now and then doing bits of analysing work and stuff like that. But uh, he was he was a cracking footballer in his day. Mm. To be fair
1: to John Barnes. John Barnes, do you know what? This is a toughie, you know, because I think it's going to be either a tiny bit older or a tiny bit younger. And I'm going to go with my gut again and see how we get on. A tiny bit younger.
0: I'm not sure that you could have explained that any better or more accurately because he will be three years younger. So it is oh, just a bit lower. Well you're done. you So you are on this the verge... This is a great start for me already. <laughs> on, the, on the verge of a full house. So we're on 54 and hmm. finally here, the 25th of November is the birthday of... Everybody's favorite person from the last couple of years, <laughs> Dominic Cummings. Oh God, do
1: I have to? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think he looks older, but um, I, I, I would. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> like, with, like, I mean, we're at Gadio; we like to throw a bit of shade here and there. <laughs> um, let's have a thinky about that. I am gonna go with. Uh, I am gonna say a tiny bit younger, actually. Yeah, go on. All right. So, if you get this right, you've got the full
0: house. And I think there's only one other person that's got the full house while we've been mm. doing this podcast. He will be, it's his 50th in November. So, he's quite a bit younger. And uh, you've got, yeah, you've got a full house. You've got full, a full house. house. A full rack of gold stars. Well done. Oh,
1: yeah. What are they worth? The, the, the big,
0: absolutely nothing, mate. Not a, not a bean. Um, the big test of your knowledge, of course, comes later when we play jock against the clock. But we'll come to that oh, later God. on. Um, right. I want to talk about your um career, and I always ask people this question because um, I find it, I just find it fascinating. What was the moment when you knew radio was for you? What was the moment
1: where you thought, oh, that's where I want to be? Very, very recently. I'm sorry to tell you. Oh, really? Um, so, yeah, yeah. So, I'm not. Um, I'm fairly well by anyone's standards. I think I'm very new to radio. I uh, actually started uh, volunteering for Gaudio uh, a little over three years ago. I was starting out just uh, producing uh, music mix shows. My background is DJing, so I'm, right. you know, I, I'm a, a club. I've been a club DJ. Uh, for years, DJing all over. Uh, music's my passion. And I, uh, a friend of mine who uh, presents on Gadeon has done for a lot of years, Craig Law, fabulous guy. Uh, he was like, Oh, I, I, I was DJing with him. We were residents at the same club. And uh, I was just, I was fascinated by what he did, you know, because I'd heard him uh, on the radio and whatnot. And uh, he's like, Oh, you could do a few bits here and there. And I was like, Oh, what could I do? He said, Oh, you can make some like shows and things. So I was like, Yeah, brilliant. Can learn a few skills there. And uh, I did a tiny bit of cover, you know, presenting some music mix shows on the weekend. And then um, uh, the good old C word that we don't like to mention So well, I'm sick <laughs> of saying it, to be honest with you, Miss uh, Miss Rona, COVID, came along, uh, took all my gigs away and uh, didn't have much to do apart from, you know, sit around my house and do my other job. And uh, anyway, kinda, I, I threw myself into radio because I was like, well, I, I need something to do. Otherwise, I'll go absolutely bonkers. Um so I, d- I just took every opportunity the, uh, that I had uh, with Gateo, they were uh, you know looking for bits of cover for daytime presenting uh, then I ended up getting my uh, own mix show as well so I was presenting that getting a lot of support from them and I just found myself really really enjoying it and when you know things started to kind of ease up again I was like hang on a minute I don't think I want to give this up I, I, I'm I'm Really, really enjoying it. I don't really kind of want to. I, I, di- I didn't want to give up DJing either because that's my absolute passion. Mm. But you know, I also did have a day job that was paying the bills as well. I was like, well, do you know what? That can go. So, um, I, I just for the next year, well, for most of this year as well, and well, for about yeah, the last year, I've just been absolutely caning it, doing as much work and radio as I can. And then the opportunity came up for breakfast, so um, I stuck my hand up and said, Hi. (laughs) So, I mean, this is fascinating then. So,
0: um, you know, normally this this question kind of, you know, we we end up going back to like childhood memories of hearing favourite presenters and that was the moment that someone realised. So we're almost kind of seeing... Mm. Your your kind of like realization of of the love of radio almost before our eyes then over um, over the last few years, which is is really fascinating. Mm. What 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 was the kind of the point when you started doing this where you kind of thought, oh, hang on, yeah, I like this. This is this is the something a bit a bit special about radio.
1: Yeah, I think it was when I started to um, do my own music mix shows. So Gadio does. Um, uh, a lot of different kind of uh, a lot of different shows across its schedule. Um, it's obviously got its main daytime schedule, um, and in the evenings it's primarily music focused. Uh, it's like kind of origins a you know like a dance music station. It was primarily dance music. It's a lot ver- more varied now, but there's still a lot of mixed mu- uh, mix show programming yep. included in the uh, Gator Weekend, which is really I think quite competitive for um, like the new music stations that are out there. Yep, and. Um, it's, it was an opportunity just to have the space to present my passion for music, which I've done always through clubs and dance floors. In another way, it was really that was what was kind of like, oh right, I can, I can explore my same passion but in a different way, and that was just something that clicked. I didn't realize I, I didn't hadn't really fully realized I could do that yeah. um, before. As for being younger. I was always the... I'll tell you a weird thing, actually. So um, when I was younger and I got my first uh, Walkman, you know, like the old Sony little uh, yeah, tape things. Yeah, yeah. And used to have, the other ones used to have the radio on them yep. um, as well. And I used to flick through late at night all through the through the different frequencies and stations and I'd find really random obscure stations and listen to what was going on. <laughs> and then you'd always hear like some random easy listening station on AM or something. <laughs> and it'd be like, yeah, shout out to... Tony's really sorry to Jean his wife for 40 years that um left the oven on something you know what I mean (laughs) I just I was I was addicted to that sort of stuff so I've always had a fascination with radio but linking them with my passion that that realization came fairly recently who who did you kind of used to enjoy listening to on the on the radio you know what? The name that comes instantly to mind, Hurstie, Stephanie Hurst. Yep. I grew up with Hurstie's Daily Dose on yep. uh, Pulse West Yorkshire. And uh, I just, I used to, it, it was one of those shows that like, uh, as a kid, you'd you'd listen to it in the morning, you'd get to school and everybody was talking about Hurstie's Daily Dose. Uh, it was just so engaging. It was hilarious. To do it with three people as well, um, it just worked so well. And as well to hear um, Stephanie uh, back then talk about, about even on air, about how geeky they were about radio. It was just really interesting. And I always thought that show was cracking. Uh, and I always thought that when somebody asks me about shows that stood out for me in the past, I always said that, which is interesting because it was Breakfast Radio and here I am. <laughs> and, and this
0: kind of brings us neatly, I guess, onto... Gadio. So we've talked. You've you talked a little bit about kind of some of the things that happen on the on the the station. But for anyone that doesn't really know anything about Gadio and maybe doesn't know about the ethos of the station or anything right. like that, just just kind of like tell us a little bit about um, Gadio, if you would, do, Dave.
1: I'll try not to ramble on too much. You can probably <laughs> guess already that I can talk for days. Although I guess this is the. A- <laughs> point of the, uh, <laughs> the podcast. It's a uh, bit
0: of a prerequisite for a radio <laughs> presenter, isn't it? You mean a radio presenter? Because I don't really like talking, to be honest. That's that's the problem.
1: Shot horror. Um, so, Gaydio's been uh, knocking about for, I think, uh, it's definitely over 10 years. I think it's about 13. It started as a pop-up uh, for Manchester Pride because however many years ago, there weren't people on the radio who were pretty much allowed to be openly gay Queer, lesbian, whatever—it wasn't. It was actively encouraged. I know, and I, I—I knew radio presenters back when I was about eighteen, who were on, you know, stations like, uh, uh, you know, the the big global ones, and uh, they were told no. If you have to say anything, say partner or better still, lie and say you've got a boyfriend or girlfriend, someone of the opposite yeah. sex. You know, that. So back then, when radio started, it was really kind of like, no, we want to be on the radio and be gay and be open about like it's this why are we hiding on the airwaves it's ridiculous so that's what it started out to do and it's grown since then it was very dance music focused even three years ago when I first started volunteering for them and uh, quite male orientated as well but just the station is evolving constantly it serves the uh, the whole LGBTQ plus community um, we're getting a more, more diverse range of voices um, across the schedule. Um, It's grown now as well to a network, KDO's a network now. So we have different output for different areas of the country, Uh, Manchester, Northwest, Brighton, South Coast, London and Scotland, and then obviously the UK network. And then we're looking to get more DAB licences soon, hopefully. Uh, There's DAB licences in a lot of major cities, but we're hoping to get some more. And then we're on FM in Manchester and Brighton. That's how that's how we've grown as like a size as a as a station. The music I would say has definitely changed in the last few years. We're definitely kind of more an upbeat. It's just upbeat music featuring LGBTQ plus artists. Uh yeah, all presented through the LGBTQ lens. Um, which still, I feel, is in still quite an accessible way. Because you'll get some people that say, Oh, what station are you on? gaydio Oh, can I listen to that? You, it's mm. it's like, no, literally if you can You'll probably listen to most of the music on it and find that you'll hear it on a lot of other stations and it's It's scheduled in a way that includes all the artists that are you know relevant and you know maybe popular in our community but it's not it's not going to be an alien station if you tune in I promise. <laughs>
0: It, it, it's so interesting hearing you, you kind of say all that, and, and I, I, I think that that Gadio perhaps very naturally is associated with Manchester, and that mm-hmm. anyone outside of Manchester maybe doesn't necessarily think about it being something that they can listen to, which is daft because we now live in a world. It doesn't really matter where you are in the country; you can listen to mm-hmm. pretty much any, any other radio station in the country yeah. um, if you if you want to. So, um, I also just love how you know unashamed Gadio is as a as a brand because I think what you said at the beginning there is so true. So I I was it was it was like late nineties when I first started working in radio and yeah, I think I'll say this. It was almost like a running joke then that we kind of used to joke about the fact that everyone in everyone in radio was gay. Everyone in radio was gay. They obviously mm. were. But, you know, radio just seemed to attract perhaps a higher proportion of particularly gay men than perhaps you would find in other industries. Maybe it's the creativeness, whatever it is, but it was that that kind of, you know, thing that there would there would always be in any radio station that you go mm. in, there would be people there who were very openly gay. And yet you'd listen to the output of that radio station and it would be it's just a generic you know chr output for a for a radio station and and the thing is that you know the world was changing as well society was changing and radio never quite seemed to be kind of keeping up with that it was mm. still two point four children and just kind of playing it very very safe mm. so you know radio kind of coming along and 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 doing something different, and not being remotely ashamed of of, of being so positive about that. And mm-hmm. of course, you know that's set the tone for for other um, specialist stations in all kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, which does lead me to a question that I've got to ask here: <laughs> Do you, um, do you, and the team at Gadio, do you sit round and go, oh, did you listen to that thing on on Hits Radio Pride last night, or do you go? Psh, sh, psh. <laughs> copycats
1: <laughs> <shh>, hate it <laughs> i think that nowadays because obviously where Gadio started those years ago no it's not the only station anymore that is you know that you know brands itself as an you know an lgbtq focused station do we do things a bit differently absolutely and we're proud of that and also confident as well in what we do and the content that we're putting out we've um radios just had a new content manager uh, start as well and the direction that they're like kind of putting forward and taking the vision that they've got I'm really excited for where this station's going I think I feel like I've joined at such a good time you know so it, I guess it's easy especially for the people at this station like you say to go like oh well this hits Radio Pride and they've got all the you know Bauer money and then they've uh, then you've got all Virgin radios doing a virgin radio Pride you know they did that pop-up station I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be a gossip or anything. <laughs> but I'm not one, we're not we're gossiping here. No, I'm not going to. We are confident in what we want to do, and I say this with any with anybody in anybody's industry, um, regardless of what you know job you do or whatever industry you're in. If you focus on what you're doing and what you want to do and what sort of thing you want to achieve and what service you want to provide to people, then. Focus on that because you can only judge what you're doing by your own standards. You know, if you're achieving what you want to achieve, then brilliant. That then you set out to do it. Okay, is it okay? Is it okay to kind of pit yourself against another person? Engage like what you know what what's happening in the wider business environment. Absolutely, but don't get hung up on those other people. They've got their own aims. They've probably you know they might have completely you know completely different aims. Gadio started as a community station. You know, it still is primarily, um, uh, you know, run largely by volunteers. That's not the case for these other stations. Like yeah. these other pop up stations, you know, um, not whether, whether, how much money, how much money these other stations are getting, that's a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother matter. It could be peanuts, it could be a lot, who knows. But the point is, is that at Gadio, we're proud of what we're doing, we're proud of where it's going. And all I can say is that if you're not listening already, you should do. You should get into it now because it's re- going to be really exciting where we're going. Alexa, play Gadio. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, it's going
0: to go off now in the background. Flip a deck. Yeah, right. So, um, Nearly two weeks now into your your breakfast show, and this is fascinating for so many reasons because this is so it's so young in the life of a breakfast show that you know it, it's going to be it's so fascinating. Like listening to the back to this in like a year's time or two mm. years time, and and just seeing like you know how everything's gone and 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 where everything's at since then. So um, I mean, how are you finding it? Is the is the first question?
1: Uh, so Paris and I, Paris, I'm, I'm working with Paris Monroe, who actually came from Hits Radio Pride. Uh, she used to present the um, drive time show there. Uh, we're getting on like a house on fire. The feedback that we've had, um, I mean, everybody always says gadio listeners are the best listeners in the world. They really are fantastic listeners. We've got a huge amount of loyal, uh, beautiful listeners that have amazing stories to tell and opinions and whatnot. And we're just having a wonderful time with them not and then plus all the other people that are coming in to join that some are tuning in for the first time some of the word seems to be getting out there we're having a really really fun time we're still bedding in so the first couple of weeks it's like kind of been a listener getting to know us and us bouncing off each other but and we've got some really exciting features planned actually because we're going to start kind of beefing up the show a bit more not to say it hasn't been beefed up enough god we've been run ragged with the amount of interviews and things that we've uh, that we've been doing and uh, with celebrities and whatnot, it's just been absolutely cracking. Um, we were actually at the Attitude Awards last week. Attitude's um, uh, LGBT magazine, and they're doing an award ceremony every year for um, Movers and the shakers of the LGBTQ community at the Roundhouse in Camden. So we went down there. Uh, we were on the red carpet interviewing heaps of people. It was absolutely fantastic. So people love that. Just it's going really well. I not I couldn't have asked for a better host. And I, I will say actually one last thing. It's been really nice to hear that apparently apparently the industry feedback so far is that people generally can't believe we've been on air for just two weeks who we seem to be we seem to be sounding slicker than your average, which I'll take it. I'll take that bit of feedback. That's a lovely that is such a
0: nice compliment, isn't it? And it is. um, you know, I, I mean, I guess when you start thinking about the future and where you can go with it and what you can achieve with it, when you get in that feedback after two weeks, that's 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 brilliant. Mm. Um, I do want to ask you a little bit about kind of the future and, and and what you think it might hold. But the the episodes that we've done of this of this podcast so far, one of the things that I wanted to achieve with this show was kind of younger people who were thinking, I love radio. I'm really fascinated by it. I love seeing what presenters do. But actually, how do I get into that? Because- the, the traditional route into radio that that used to be there you know 10 15 20 years ago which was you start off at a smaller station and you work your way up and stuff that's all changed in the last you know four or five years because uh, uh, the vast majority of those smaller stations have have vanished mm. so the, the the episodes of this podcast so far have kind of talked about different ways that maybe younger people who are interested in radio can maybe get into it and and this mm. sort of a, almost like an acknowledgement of it's a bit of a hard slog. You've got to be really committed to it, and yet here we are talking to someone who only started out in radio a couple of years ago, and you didn't you know, mark out at five years old that radio presenting was what you want to do. And you know, like people like um, you know Danny Milo and stuff like that, who mm. were you know kind of doing it in the bedroom at, at, at a daft young age. Yeah. So I'm I'm really fascinated to kind of hear what what your sort of thoughts and advice would be for people who kind of say I want to get into. radio. But maybe they're a bit worried about. Well, actually, you know, can I? Is, is it really possible? Is it a bit of a closed door unless you've got a relative that works for the BBC or, or something like that? So, what what would you what would you kind of say to someone who is in that those very early stages and thinking I want to get into radio, but I just don't know if it's possible?
1: I would say that um, first of all, like I'm gonna, I would strip it back. I'd, if anyone was in front of me, I would. The first question I'd usually ask to anybody who wants to do something, I would say. Be sure you uh, understand why you want to do it. You first of all, this is before in getting through doors and whatnot. Um, you know, uh, the reason, the only reason why I'm even doing this is because my general rule across my life is if it feels good, do it. If it's having fun, then do it. And of course, crucially, not hurting anybody of course. But um, of course. yeah, so the only reason I've ended up doing it is because I've followed this path of least resistance. Of what what's going to make me have fun today. And I've ended up here kind of like, this is fun. Like, (laughs) oh, wow, I'm getting paid for it now. Like, this is brilliant. Uh, So if you can understand that and be confident of that, that's a great first step. Um, In terms of where to go uh, physically and like uh, doing doors, obviously, I started out volunteering. I've volunteered for Gadeo for three years now. And there are lots of different community stations where you can still um, volunteer the thing nowadays as well is that, um, especially since the advent of, um, <laughs> I've got to bring her up again, Miss Rona, um, COVID, it, is that it really has it shown that we can do so much remotely and that there are a lot of opportunities. Uh, there, there's going to be some opportunities for people to practice and learn uh, new skills remotely, uh, even with radio. When I was when I was doing my, my first presented shows, I was doing the um, evening shows. I was doing it all from home because it was right in the middle of the pandemic. And um, you know, I had a twenty quid mic. I don't know, I'm not sure it costs twenty quid to be honest with you. I've still got it, I still use it at home. <laughs> um but I've got some s I've got some slick as um processing on it because I produce music in my spare time as well. So I route it through and it sounds top notch, you know? Look around, you know, that's not just in your area for opportunities. You know, you can do stuff you can do stuff remotely. You know, if you're wanting to maybe present, um, you know, you might not start out doing that. Look at learning some other skills. Every, I think, I do think that everything, there's loads of different skills that you can learn in radio that are going to be super transferable. All the initial production stuff that I learned about making mixed shows and um, setting up stuff, it's all made the shows that I do now sound much slicker because I can understand the production sides of it, the production elements rather than being like the diva presenter that has, I want somebody to do all this for me. You know, it's always better if you can appreciate and understand somebody else's job, whether you're doing it yourself or not later. The thing is, is with nowadays, if there isn't something nearby, or you're not seeing those, you know, kind of volunteer opportunities or whatever, podcasts, if you're into presenting, podcasts are there, make your space, carve out your space and 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 operate and play about in there and see how you're going to have fun with yourself. You just got to make sure if you're having fun, and crucially number two, if you've got something to say, especially if you're going into the presenting side of things. Yeah, if you've got something to say, you've got a message. You know, you've got something about you that is going to give an angle that, that that's going to It's going to put something that we're here everywhere. You know, we all got this same prep stuff. You know, you'll drive down things, you'll hear the same thing being talked about on different stations by different presenters. How are you going to bring it? Like, what is your what is your voice? If you can find your voice and something to say, then and you're having fun with it, if you then can't find a place to, you know, practice it out at a station for the time being, keep trying. Podcasts, they're a great, great way. And crucially with that, you're, uh, you're going to you know be able to play in your own environment, in your safe space. And crucially, you'll learn some production skills as well, which you can then you know go to stations with the said well what have you got any radio experience to even volunteer oh yeah i produce and make my own podcast so that's a okay. really good start
0: and, you, and you, you're kind of building a, a living showreel as well of, of what you're doing, which is mm-hmm. uh, which is you know it's kind of social proof as well, which is um, absolutely. Brilliant. And I think you know if people can't take inspiration from the story of someone who volunteered at a station for you know so many years and is now being paid and doing a national breakfast show, then <laughs> I'm not sure what what else is going to kind of inspire people because I think that's just tremendous. And um, let's talk a bit about the future then. And I guess there's two sides to this. You talked about ideas you've got for the for the show and stuff like that so i want to probe a little bit about where you kind of want to take the, the the show and then you know what about what about you now now you're kind of involved in radio presenting have you thought about
1: where you might want that to go for yourself this may be a slightly boring answer slightly more boring answer sorry um i generally take things one day at a time the second week of breakfast show i'm still dealing with imposter syndrome uh, so it's like oh god how have i ended up here I shouldn't be here. They're going to figure me out. (laughs) Uh, So I'm still kind of dealing with that. I do genuinely take things one day at a time. And as I said before, if I'm having fun, I'm going to keep doing it. There might come a day where I go, you know what, I'm not having fun anymore. I'm going to go and do something else that's going to make me happy. Because if you're not happy and you're not having fun, then generally I ask the question, what's the point? Uh, I'm lucky, I guess. I'm in a privileged position to say that. Um, you know, if I'm, if you, you know, you get paid enough to live your life and whatnot. But I've also worked hard to get that to to, to that place as well. So I'm not going to be too ashamed of it. Yeah, I've got my aspirations and dreams and things that I imagine and think about where I could be, just like we all do. It's fun to dream, but like I said, I kind of touched on it before as well. It's important not to get too hung up on what somebody else is doing slash what the fantasy is you know feel the fantasy and have fun with it and dream a little but just make sure you're having fun right now because you know who knows what happens tomorrow so right now i'm having fun and who knows what's going to happen
0: <laughs> well said well said yeah and, and and the future of the show then tell us a little bit about kind of you know plans you've got and uh and, and what that might look like
1: Oh, get your breakfast so like we uh we've got some really fun things in the pipeline actually and um, we're we've got some uh, collabs that we're looking at doing with some kind of uh, some brands that um are really quite fun and fairly relevant to the, uh, our lgbtq audience yeah we're really excited actually we're just planning a little uh I'll, I'll, I'll say this at least uh, we're planning this little tournament at uh, this idea for uh, this kind of quiz tournament sounds sounds boring but when you match it with the brand that we're doing it with it's like I, i'm really hoping it's going to be something quite fun we do a lot as well i, I mean uh, you, you you might have heard of i think you mentioned it before actually. well yeah you mentioned rupaul at least <laughs> rupaul's drag race we we're very conscious of not having just like you know rupaul's drag race all the time you know it's not rupaul's drag race podcast or something you know and um, but uh, a lot of our community watch it you know and it's uh, it's always a bit of fun to talk to a drag queen we're two weeks in, and we seem to be accidentally, or by choice—I'm pretty sure it's not by choice—but it seems to be happening a rather unhealthy amount of innuendo, which I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I know, I know um, Chris Stark and Scott Mills did their bingo innuendo bingo, but um, I'm quite surprised with the amount that we seem to be getting uh, getting away with to be honest with you. Yeah, um, we're just we're excited as well for next year. Pr- prior to. 2020, um, Gadio was always. We used to do quite a lot of OBs and go off and do lots of kind of big trips and things like that because a lot of our advertising comes from uh, like travel, the travel industry and whatnot. Yeah, so we used to go off and do big broadcasts um, away. Um, one was a cruise. Somebody uh, did Gadio Breakfast did a week on a cruise ship, so they presented it live from the cruise ship. I think in 2019. Uh, they all went to. Uh, they did a road trip down California and the west coast of America. They've done Ibiza. They've been skiing in Athens. They've done all these like. So it'd be really cool. We're hoping actually to be able to kind of bring some of that fun back and like kind of crazy locations and things like that. Because uh, like yeah. the, the you, last
0: you need you need some of that. You need a bit a bit of bit of skiing and Ibiza and <laughs> Can you yeah, imagine great ideas, going down
1: with a little uh, <laughs> mic down the mountain?
0: I, I appreciate that you know two weeks on doing a new breakfast show must have been quite stressful and 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 whatever but now it's time for your real true test because it is time for jock against the clock Jock against the clock. This is how it works, then. Five questions. You've got to answer them as quickly as you can. There is a 10-second penalty for any that you get wrong. And if you get them all wrong, uh -uh, you are out. Um, They are all questions that are linked to November. Now, last month, Joe Russell from Gem 106 and Greatest Hits Radio, she went top of the leaderboard last month with a score of 64 seconds. um, And um, holding things up from the bottom of the table is Dixie on 91 seconds
1: where where are you are you are you eyeing up top spot dave do you know what like i said earlier on that um you know i'm a dj by trade so i'm really worried about this because i'm not sure i'm going to perform well under pressure i'd love to tell you there are five music-based questions but i would be lying so um... oh right okay so i thought because of the jock i thought it was going to be all right okay i'm with you
0: no so it's, right. it's general knowledge questions they're all in some way related to the month of november right okay all right are you ready as I'll ever be. A swig of coffee before uh, before we begin. <laughs> Come on. All right. In three, two, one, start the clock. Princess Diana's famous panorama appearance was November 1995, but who did the interview? Martin Vashia. Mary Robinson became the first woman to be elected president of which country in November 1990?
1: Uh, Mary Robinson. President, did you yeah. say? Uh, yep. uh, um, can't, can't, oh my god! Um, not a clue. Um, Do you want to pass? Yeah. <laughs> not a clue. The
0: the last Rugby World Cup final was the second of November 2019. But who beat England to win it? What year? 2019.
1: You. Uh, new... Zealand.
0: which free tv channel launched in november 1982
1: free mm. tv channel in 83 is it um 82 oh 82 is it channel 4
0: okay and billy uh,
1: sorry uh i
0: might have just given the answer to this one miley <laughs> cyrus was born in november 1992 to which famous
1: dad Billy Ray Cyrus, I don't know you. <laughs> Stop the clock.
0: Jock against the clock. I am glad I'm glad you knew the middle name so you definitely have got the last one right. So uh that wasn't
1: entirely my uh cock up. Now, how do you think that went, Dave? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Uh, I I I'd like how many questions were there? 5. Got through 5. Um, I I would like to think I got I would like to think I got more more right than wrong. Okay. So
0: your time was 1 minute 18 seconds. So 78 seconds mm. is what we start with. So it just depends on how much we've got to add on for incorrect answers. So Princess Diana, Panorama, you said Martin Bashir. That is correct, because that's been back in the news uh, recently for various different reasons. Mm. Mary Robinson became the president of, you toyed with this, I think you you were going to say Canada, I think, was just about
1: to to come out at some point. It's Ireland. Ireland. I was trying to think of English-speaking countries that have presidents and not, like, you know, the queen or something. It's hard, isn't it? But, yeah, it was Ireland. Uh, rugby World Cup
0: 2019. You said New Zealand. <laughs> it was South Africa. All oh, right. right. Um, which TV channel launched in November 82? You said Channel 4. That's correct. Well yeah. done. And Miley Cyrus's dad, of course, Billy Ray Cyrus. So you did get three, correct? Mm-hmm. So right. So that means <laughs> we have 20 seconds to add on to your time. So right. 78 seconds becomes... 98 seconds right Uh, well let's take a look at the leaderboard the radio essentials leaderboard
1: suspense Uh, is killing me James I'm I'm not sure
0: there's a particularly nice way of being able to tell you this (laughs) Dave but (laughs) unfortunately Dixie on 91 seconds you're on 98 it does put you I'm afraid well you can look at it two ways it's either bottom of the leaderboard or you're in fourth place all fourth place, yeah, we'll what, go with four fourth out of place. four. Four out of four, but no, no one needs to know that. You just <laughs> say oh, I've gone fourth on the leaderboard of uh, of uh, Jock Against the Clock presenters, so you know. Do
1: you know what we say at right. Gadio? There's nothing wrong with the bottoms, so at Gadio, so nothing <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well w- what a perfect way to end the uh this episode of uh Radio Essentials. Um so yes, brilliant. Well well done. Thank you for, it's the taking part that counts. Thank you, Dave. It certainly is, thank you. <laughs> All right, find out more about Radio Essentials by finding us on social media at Radio Essentials or head to radioessentials.com. And we'll be back next month. Join us then when we'll have another great guest from the world of radio. So we will see you then. The Radio Essentials Podcast. Visit Radio Essentials online. Radioessentials.com.